It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder are back in the news involving trade rumors, a place that they're going to be for the end of time, it feels like. So we'll talk about the latest trade rumors. They also have made a roster acquisition. And we're going to dive into your mailbag questions, talking all about the NBA draft, the trade market, Kimball Walker, and so much more. Should the Thunder trade for Colin Sexton? We'll get into all of that on today's show, Locked on Thunder, your daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. We're going to dive into the Thunder trade rumors about Colin Sexton. We're going to talk about the draft questions you have, the Kimball Walker questions you have, all of your questions about this Thunder team right now in a mailbag at the end of the show, and also talk about the Thunder bringing over Vic Kritschik from his Euro team. All that and more on today's podcast. So much to get to today, and this week will be very special. We're going to talk with our draft expert, Richard Stamen. Coming up this week, we also have a very special interview that's going to get worked out here pretty soon and will be released as soon as possible. You will not want to miss it. It involves the NBA draft, but maybe not in the way you think it does. So make sure you stay locked into Locked on Thunder for that. Very, very, very excited about that whenever we can work out a time for that interview. Now, talking about the news of the day. All right, let's get all caught up on the news from the weekend. Because we're doing mock drafts on Monday. Go back and listen to that if you missed it. We are doing draft profiles throughout last week, talking to Richard Stamen. And you got you to gotta kind of clean up the news sometimes. The biggest news story that came out yesterday was about the Thunder being suitors for Colin Sexton. Now, the uh, site Hoopswire lists Heat, Knicks, Pelicans, Pacers, Thunder, Lakers as Colin Sexton suitors. Of that list, 
It would be hilarious to watch Rick Carlisle try to deal with Colin Sexton. I don't think that that would really work out very, very well. Um, I know for a fact that Sexton's camp wants to be in Miami or, or New York so that he and the Knicks make sense. The Pelicans and the Thunder and the Lakers make some sense. Now, this is going to sound like a kind of semantics argument where we're kind of quibbling too much here, but I've been told that the Thunder are more so monitors than suitors, right? Suitors, to me, makes it sound like the Thunder are actively and trying their hardest to get Colin Sexton. They're, they're pursuing him. They're targeting him. I'm more told they're monitoring the situation as a whole, right? Can they trade for Colin Sexton? Maybe. Can they help somebody else trade for Colin Sexton? Possibly. Can they hop in here and cause chaos the way that the Cavs did with the James Harden trade, where the Cavs come in and they get Jared Allen for doing almost nothing in the midst of trying to move around a pretty big piece? Because no matter if you love him or hate him, Colin Sexton at 22 years old is a pretty big piece. You're going to have to give up something of note. Can you jump in and do that? So, is there a world where the Thunder trade for Colin Sexton, the player? Yes, there absolutely is. But that has not escalated to the point where I feel comfortable saying it's going to happen, right? So they're monitoring it. They're looking at the situation. I wouldn't say that they're actively pursuing him quite yet, but that can change very, 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 very quickly. They really can. I think that even the article goes on to say, the article says that some teams in that group will be willing to take back Kevin Love's contract. Other teams might reach out to a third party to help facilitate trades. Thunder are in that kind of range where we'll take on Kevin Love. We'll help you out and facilitate another trade with all these picks we have and get something in return. They're playing that role more so than laser focus on Colin Sexton and doing whatever it takes to get Colin Sexton, right? This is no surprise to anybody. He is Sexton. That is he's on the market and has been for months. Jeremy Wu of sports illustrated, Josh Lloyd of the athletic Evan, Damrell of Lockdown Cavs, they've all been reporting this for weeks now. And in some cases, months. We've known this was going to happen. Yesterday was the first time that Sexton and the Thunder were brought up publicly. There's a reason why I tweeted out a few weeks ago, how would you feel about Sexton and Bagley? This has been whispered about for a while now. But again, it's not, it's not as though the Thunder are actively trying their hardest and pushing all in for Sexton. Because... It's a difficult decision. This is going to be, if it's a, you know, a move that the Thunder make, would be a move that takes time to figure out. You have to evaluate so much about this move. So let's break that down. What if the Thunder do trade for him? Right? So the first thing about Colin Sexton, just the player himself, he's 22 years old. He's someone you can depend on. He played in 82 games his rookie year. 65 games last year with the shortened season due to COVID that ended in March, and he played in 60 of 72 games this year. This is the only season in which he's missed games. He's a very dependable player. He shows up every single day. He was named to the 2018-2019 rookie team. He's 22. He's a bucket getter. He scored 24 points this year per game. Scored 20 points the year prior. The year after that, in just 72 starts, his rookie year, put up 16 points a game. You've seen him make that leap from the free throw line, which we talk about at nauseum here because of what SGA does at the free throw line. Three attempts his rookie year, four attempts per game his second year, and then last year, this current year, 2020, 
2021 at the line, he shot six attempts at the line per game. That unlocks the level of scoring as you saw his uptick go to 24. He's a, he's a good offensive player. He's a really good offensive player. He averaged more points than Shea. Even as Shea gets to the line at a six um, attempt clip as well. Shea, uh, Shea's at 6.5. Collins at 6.4. They both attack the rim very well. Collin put up 47% from the field and 37% from three. Of course, Shea is way more efficient, 50% from the floor, and he put up 41% from three. Can that tandem work together? That's the most important part of this mystery. As Colin Sexton uh, puts up 51% effective field goal percentage this year, and Shea puts up 57. You have to figure out if this pairing is going to work because of what's at stake here. The Thunder do have the luxury of so many assets that if you fail on a certain trade or two, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't because you have the backup plans. Because every move you, you make will always have a safety valve of, well, we still have X amount of picks. Even if you made the James Harden trade of seven first-round picks, you would have plenty more to mess around with. And Sexton would not take seven first-round picks. The thing is, Sexton is a player that upon trading for him, so giving up an asset to get him, or giving up assets to get him, you have to pay him. And you're probably going to pay him before you have a big enough sample size of him next to Shea to know if it works for sure. So it's a risky proposition. Because ideally, you'd want to trade for a 22-year-old to join your 22-year-old and be a tandem that works long-term. When you talk about Sexton around the league, the, the, the sentiment is a six-man of the year or a very good spark plug. Those labels get thrown around on him. I imagine when you talk to Colin Sexton, who's nicknamed the Young Bull, and has this bravado about him, has this swagger about him, he thinks, as a 24-point-per-game scorer, he's at worst the number two option. He's a starter. He's a part of a team that allows him to make it his team, and he's part of a team that is riding him to a championship. So maybe he would not reside to that six-man-of-the-year role at that point. Is, are you maxing out his value if you cannot put him in the six-man-of-the-year spot? These are all questions you have to ask yourself before you make a trade where you immediately pay a guy after giving up assets to get him. So, yes, the Thunder are monitoring it. Sexton really, really, really wants to go to Miami or, or New York, but no player in the, in the NBA history has or likely will turn down the rookie-scale extension. So if the Thunder did trade for him, they'd be able to re-sign him and retain him long-term and pair him next to Shea if they wanted to. I'm higher on Colin Sexton's fit long-term with Shade than most people are, but I do get the hesitation. I do. 24-point-per-game score, four assists per game, three rebounds per game. Can he play off ball particularly well with his three-point shooting that's declined every single year? Shot 40% on three attempts his rookie year, 38% on almost four attempts his second year, and then last year shot 37% on 4.4 attempts per game. And for his career, he attempts 3.9% at 3.9 attempts per game, from three and shoots 38%. Can he play off ball at that clip? I think so. Does he want to play off ball? Who knows? Because you know that Shea wants to be a point guard. And to me, 
you absolutely accommodate Shea more than you would accommodate a guy like Colin Sexton. But Sexton can play shooting guard. He played it this year. He played very well off of Garland this year. And to me, if Sexton's playing well off Garland, and then you upgrade Garland to SGA, Sexton should play even better. But the NBA world does not always work that way. It's not always that idealistic. How did the Thunder get Colin Sexton? To me, there's a few packages, the most prominent being you take on K-Love and Sexton. You give up 16, 18 in the future first. The problem with this package for the Thunder in terms of getting the Cavs to want this package, what young players do the Thunder have to give Cleveland? Where you do not get, if you're the Thunder, significantly worse and that Cleveland would want. So you can't get very worse, but Cleveland still has to want them. So you're not giving up Shea. You're not giving up Lou Dort. You're not giving up Tim Maldon and Poku. Would they want Darius Basley in that package of 16-18 Basley future first for Caleb Colin Sexton? Would you want to give up all that stuff to get Sexton in the right to pay him? Would they want to do 16-18 future first and then they give you Caleb and Sexton? They get off of Caleb's money, they get two picks and a future pick, and they give you Sexton. Would they want to do that? Who knows? So the... the the avenue of how you get this trade done is very interesting, as well as the fit with Shea. And if you are confused as to why the fit with Shea matters, Shea is your guy. Shea is your long-term future piece. And if this team wins a championship or not, it'll be because of the parts you put around Shea. So you don't want to pigeonhole yourself into a roster construction that doesn't work. Will this work with Sexton and Shea? So the Thunder are monitoring it. They're doing their due diligence the way they're going to do with every player. Um, I could see this happening. I really could. The Thunder were in talks with Cleveland about Kevin Porter Jr. I reported that on this podcast months ago whenever Kevin Porter Jr. was getting moved around. The, the Thunder and the Cavs are a no uh, no strangers to phone calls. They're, they're making plenty of them. I could see it. But you have to be right if you're Sam Presti because this is a guy that you're not only giving up assets for, which the Thunder have expendable assets to give up for anybody. And it wouldn't really matter if they're good or not. But you also got to pay them whenever it's Colin Sexton. So you got to be right that he can fit next to Shea. It's a lot of pressure to put on a trade. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. We'll see if the Thunder progress past, uh, past monitors and they go into that suitor's range and they go into that aggressive buyer's range into Colin Sexton. I can go either way on it. I can talk myself into the pairing with Colin Sexton and SGA. In fact, I lean more towards that realm. But I can also see it being a, a negative as well. So where are you at with Colin Sexton and the Thunder and his pairing with Shea? Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. I want to say right now, about our good friends over at Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra is bringing you a player of the week because Michelob Ultra brings you joy, happiness, and enjoyment. And they want to bring you the player that brings you the most joy, happiness, and enjoyment. Michelob Ultra at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories is only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy creates success. Enjoyment's not the end game, it's the whole game. Michelob Ultra is incredible. I love Michelob Ultra. I drink it while watching the finals every time. It makes it so much more enjoyable. Try it out today, Michelob Ultra. The player of the week this week is the birthday boy, Shay Gildas Alexander. He's incredible. He's awesome. He brings you joy. He brings you happiness and enjoyment, and he's here to stay long-term, folks. Shay will sign his max extension. Shea will be here for a long, 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 long time. 
and we'll get to see, eventually, Shea back in the playoffs with the Thunder. And that'll be very fun. So happy birthday to Shea. He's now 23 years old. I think I even still call him 22 during that uh, monologue about Colin Sexton, but he is 23 years old now. Happy birthday to Shea. He had a great celebration from everything that we saw on social media, and the Thunder posted a great social media post about Shea as well. Uh, he's he's going to be all right, folks. Everyone's okay. He's okay. Everyone's going to be okay with the plan, and Shea will be here for a very long time. So do not worry about that. Just allow his highlights to bring you joy, happiness, and enjoyment as we wait for the season to return. That's Michael Boltra. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Try it out today, right now. Enjoy the game finals. Uh, the game, what is it, four finals uh, with, uh, with a Michael Boltra today. Theragun is also bringing you this podcast. Do not let the stress of everyday life weigh on your body, whether that's an elite athlete or someone like me who's just trying to make it a tension-free day. Theragun can help. Theragun is a handheld precision therapy device that releases a the deepest mus- muscle tension using scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it, as quiet as an electric toothbrush is, Theragun Gen 4 doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain and releases tension. Using Theragun's signature, precision therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to trade your muscle tension for working out or injuries or just the stress of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make it feel like you're holding something from the future, so get it out right now. The Theragun app helps you a ton, learning behaviors and suggested guides for routes with your Theragun. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional athletes like Real Madrid or elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Mary Shapova, hundreds of thousands of customers as well. Try Theragun 30 days starting at only $199. Get theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on right now. Theragun.com slash locked on. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Now, we talked about Colin Sexton. Let me know your feelings on him. Let's talk now about the Thunder bringing over Vit Kritchik. This is no surprise. This felt weird whenever like everyone was freaking out about it. Uh, you know, it, it felt like whenever you see the tweets about so-and-so signing the rookie deal, uh, duh, right? Like, oh, goodness, Joe Burrow signed his rookie contract or Trevor Lawrence signed his rookie contract. Duh, they're, they're going to sign. The Thunder made it no secret. They brought over Vit last year you know, during the bubble. He was technically on the bubble roster for the Blue. He rehabbed here. Uh, he was always part of the plans for the Thunder, and they officially, officially terminated his contract and they brought him over. What does that mean, though? From the agent I've talked to, and again, I'm not sure on these rules, so that's why I talked to an agent, reached out to an agent. It seems like he has to be on the Thunder this year, I guess, because it seems like you cannot terminate a contract unless you want them on your NBA team. You cannot terminate them and then send them to the G League or the two-way contract slot. So it seems like he'll have an actual NBA deal to, to move off of this summer. And through this year, of course, the roster crunch will be very incredible of like figuring out who's going to stay, who's going to go, and what, who's going where, because there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be some head-scratching moments. Uh, there's going to be some twists and turns. Vit will be on the roster, it seems like. That'll be a ton of fun. Um, the Thunder value him. That's why they rehabbed him all last year. That's why they've put him on a plan. And, and if you want to update on that rehab plan, uh, he 
was moved this month, July, to full go in practice, just full go clearance. And then August, we moved to five-on-five clearance. The Thunder Summer League is August 8th through about the 16th or maybe 18th. I can't quite remember the exact end date for Summer League, but it will start the 8th. And so, yeah, it goes to the 17th, so I was close. 17th, we'll go through Summer League. Hopefully, he can play eventually in that span. I'm sure he'll be on the listed roster. We'll see if he's going to be healthy enough. It's about when he gets that clearance, right? If you get clearance in August, but it's August 1st, he's ready to go. But if you get clearance in August and it's August 20th, like, yes, you still got to clearance in August to play Final Five, but it's not in time to play Summer League. So that's still up in the air a little bit in terms of when's that exact August date where he's going to go into five-on-five action. Is it August 1st? Is it August 15th? Is it August 20th? When is that date for Vit? But he'll be around the team, of course, as he was last year, around the organization and their facilities and rehabbing within them. Again, no surprise here. We saw him all last year on Instagram in in the Oklahoma City area and uh, rehabbing in Oklahoma City. This was the plan all along. I find it interesting, though, that you cannot send them to the G League, apparently, or or you cannot put them there. Um, I I think that it's probably better for his game if he can go there just to get back into game shape and everything. But, hey, uh, whatever the case is, Thunder will work around that for sure. Let's dive into the mailbag. I took to Twitter, asked for your questions, went to Reddit, asked for your questions, and you guys sent in quite a few. If you want to get involved in these mailbags, a lot of ways to do it. Number one, just at me on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can also go to the Reddit um, you know, tab for the uh, Reddit, Reddit thread of me asking for questions. You can also, at any time, anytime, anywhere, call into the voicemail line, 405 362 7128. You can leave your question there or comments or concerns about the show or takes about the show. Uh, you can do that there. 405-362-7128. Let's dive in now. Tulsa Beer Money says, thoughts on trading Kemba to the Lakers? What would their return be? Also, uh, Inlane Holdem AA says, I feel like sending Kemba to the to the Knicks into their cap space would be ideal. Uh, you hit the salary floor and can take on contracts like Bagley and Buddy Heald. On the Kemba thing, it, it, it's too hard of a prediction to make right now about what's going to happen with Kimba Walker. You know, the, the return from the Lakers would be like Kyle Kuzma maybe as your asset, and then you also get KCP uh, as the money thing right there or whatever. It, it's it's too soon to talk about like the actual realistic value of Kimba Walker. I still think he plays for the Thunder this year, at least for the first half of the year, and then they go from there. In terms of moving Kimba, you can take on Buddy Heald or someone else. You don't have to do that. You can take on big contracts even with – Kimba Walker on your roster right now. The Thunder still do not have a ton of money um, on their books because of, of the nature of their roster construction. So like you don't need to rush away Kimba if you feel like you can hold on to him and get value for him later just to get back Buddy Heald. Like you don't need to do that at all. Uh, from at I'm so dizzy on Twitter, when will the Thunder rebrand? This is a question as old as time. Right? Almost since the day the Thunder revealed their logo, people wanted a rebrand. I, I have no idea. I think that it, could happen soonish. I mean, it feels like we're getting up there in years where we can start the conversation of rebuild, uh, you know, rebuilds, rebrands. It would have been cool to have a rebrand last year, like right in front of like the rebuild and just kind of coinciding with that. But maybe once the team gets put in place, right? Maybe once the team has two guys around Shea that are superstars and has expectations of the playoffs, maybe that summer you rebrand and you go into the new year with a lot of hype expectation and then the whole new wardrobe so like if your incentive was not there enough to buy new merch for these guys and support this team once they put Shea with a couple all-stars couple superstars now you got whole new logos whole new colors whatever it is to 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 go after and go go target and get merch that summer leading into that season that seems like a perfect target date it was like whenever this team actually 
has championship hopes again. But coming up now from D'Lo underscore MD, would you go all in for a top pick even if you expend SGA and trade him away? Uh, no. I've gone back and forth on, on the whole SGA thing because of the years of control in his contract. At the end of the day, it boils down to this. Do you think SGA can be a number one option for a championship team? Do you think he's a top 20 player? Because I do. I said that all last year. Well, he was playing very well last year. I think that he upped his game to the point where he's going to be a number one option. He's going to be a top 20 player. That bar is astronomically high. People discount how hard that is to do, to be a top 20 player, be a number one option. Even if Cade Cunningham, for example, reached that, that highest of high, how much more can he go? You shouldn't expect more than that from Cade Cunningham. As much as I love Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green, love those two guys to death as a prospect, think they're both going to be very good players. Expecting more than Shea is, is insane. It's frankly insane. So when you're doing the whole evaluating prospects, you're putting them at Shea's level. So you're trading Shea to get Shea back, hopefully, with a chance that they don't become Shea, with a chance that they don't reach that ceiling and that potential of Shea. So ultimately, I get the concerns. I get the fear, right? This is a franchise that's seen their top guys leave time and time again. But at the end of the day, you'll sign his max extension this summer. You'll tank again next year. Might even tank again the next year. And then you'll be good to go and hopefully have your pieces in place. Because... Even with bad lottery luck from here on out, Thunder have other avenues. They can say, you know what? We tried our best to tank. We tried our best to build through the draft. The draft didn't help us at all. So what we're going to do now is we're just going to say, screw it. Let's trade for our guy. Let's trade for Bradley Beal. Let's trade for Carlton Towns. Let's trade for an NBA-proven star because although we'd prefer to get our guy through the draft and prefer to get our guy on his rookie contract, that's clearly not happening for us and we're running out of time here. So like they can bail out on either plan anytime they want to. So right this moment, no, I would not trade SGA for the top overall pick because to me, you're not gaining anything there and you're at risk of losing something because if they don't become Shea, you've lost. You've lost big time if they don't become Shea. And if they do become Shea, you've stayed still. And on the outside chance to become more than Shea, your team's still not much better off because you've now lost Shea. Like if your team had Shea plus somebody better than Shea, you'd be really good. If they had one guy who's a slightly better guy than Shea, what are you at that point? You're not, you're negligibly better than you are right now on this roster. It's a tough call to make. I do not foresee the Thunder trading away SGA. We'll have more questions coming up, but first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at rockauto.com, rockauto.com is a family owned business. It's serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago, you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts that your car would ever need rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices of the parts you currently need rockauto.com listen my favorite part about rockauto.com it's that i know nothing about cars not a single thing but i don't have to know anything about cars all i have to do is put my year my make my model into their database and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle that way i'm not wasting parts time, effort, money on things I cannot use, parts I do not need. It's that simple. It's that easy. RockAuto.com is incredible. You can go there right now and save money. You can save money at RockAuto.com compared to your local auto parts store. So go check them out. RockAuto.com. 
Tell them Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. RockAuto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices of the purchase card they need, RockAuto.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and Locked On is happening July 19th. It features... Analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, the Odyssey NBA expert, Brian Scalabrini, and former GM, Ryan McDonough. Our local NBA experts, like myself, make selections and trades, and we did make a trade, for their teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Now, let's look into more of this mailbag. We'll have to get to some of them later on. Real quickly from at MK325491. Zara Williams or Cam Thomas at 6 slash 18. I think they both could be there at 6 and 18 to where you can get both of them. But if you have to pick one, pick Cam Thomas. He's a very good offensive weapon. And at the worst, will be a good bench score and a spark plug for a very good team. At Tulsa Beer Money has two more questions. What's the most likely draft night trade of the Thunder pull-off? Probably going from 16-18 into the top 10. And then what does what do you expect that Oklahoma City to do with their large TPEs? Eh, probably nothing, honestly. That's like the conservative answer, but they're trying to use them. I just don't know if they'll pull anything off with the TPEs. At the Don EG says, if Cunningham and Green were gone, would you move up to the top three? If so, what is the most you give up? You know, I still would try to go to the top three without Caden Green. And spoiler alert, Caden Green are going to be gone. I think that Houston's promised Jalen Green. I think that it's going to go number two. Uh, I think Evan Mobley and Jalen Suggs, whoever you pick there, probably Mobley, are both head and shoulders above Scotty Barnes. As much as the Thunder fans have become obsessed with Scotty Barnes because he's kind of their only option left, he's not Evan Mobley. He's not Jalen Suggs. And every year we do this, right? Every year the lottery shakes out. And then we start overhyping players to make ourselves feel better about how the lottery went for our team. It's it's more beneficial to have Evan Mobley or Jalen Suggs. You want those two guys. So for the Thunder, you'd give up a future first, pick six and pick 16. If you needed a sweetener, it'd be Darius Baisley. I'd do that for Evan Mobley uh, personally. That's kind of the, my line, though, is like a future first, six, 16, and then go up there and get Mobley. And even if you have to throw in Baisley, that's fine. And then at real, not Andrew, would, what would be your ideal, ideal realistic haul for the Thunder at six, eight, uh, 16 and 18 with no trades? 
go listen to the mock draft yesterday. It was a ideal outcome. Suggs, uh, Thomas, and Zaire. 18, you can quibble with a little bit, but Zaire at 18 for the upside reasons. Uh, I, I say how that can happen in yesterday's mock draft, so go back and listen to that. At Sir TC, what is your guess on how many picks they end up with on draft night? It cannot be six, right? So technically it can't. Like the Thunder, like people keep saying it it can't be six. It can't be six. It literally can't be six. It literally can be six. They, they, they have a roster that's unique in the sense of they can make room for six rookies. They just simply can. Um, I don't think that they want to, though. I think that they want to have two rookies on a long-term deal, right? Two rookies on like a for sure guaranteed contract. And then a two-way rookie here and a non-guaranteed rookie there uh, and bank on upside in that area. So I would assume they walk away with three rookies on their roster after this, uh, maybe four. Like I'd set the over under three and a half. And then let's end it on a Reddit question at Reddit user target unknown. Does any team interest you outside of Oklahoma City on draft night? A lot of teams do. This is going to be a very fascinating draft. You've heard the rumors. There's more behind the scenes about how teams are going to be moving and shaking on draft night. The Rockets, they have three picks. Pick two, they have pick 23, pick 24. Do they want three guaranteed rookies on their roster? Probably not. So can you package 23 or 24 and something else to get high in this draft? There's talks of them moving up to Indiana's slot and using those picks to go up to Indiana's slot at 13. Then they'd have picks two and 13 in this draft. That's a it's a heck of a haul to, to, to uh, jump spot, start your rebuild uh, along with the Kevin Porter Jr. Find the Thunder were in on um, and, and missed out on. What the heck does Cleveland do? Does Toronto draft Scotty Barnes? Do they really love Scotty Barnes enough to pass on Jalen Suggs, who's a much better player? I don't know that, but that's Messiah, and I wouldn't doubt Messiah on that, uh, on, on being able to do that. Of course, the Thunder are interesting. Um, you know, the Knicks have 19 and 21. Can they package that for a thing? Who knows? I think that there's a lot of interest here. Orlando, what do they do at pick five? Do they go Kaminga? Do they go, would, would, would Orlando dare pass on Jalen Suggs because of their roster construction? I wouldn't do that, but that's Orlando and they're a little, little crazy. Uh, personally, I have no idea what Sacramento's going to do. I have no idea what Sacramento at nine is going to do. They could trade it. They could make the selection, but I have no idea who they'd pick. I have no idea. I cannot get a read on that whatsoever. And then lastly, Golden State. Having picked seven and 14 plus James Wiseman that you're comfortable leaving on the table and giving up, you're comfortable trading Wiseman seven and 14. What can that net back? What can that give Golden State? And what approach do they take? Do they take the approach of let's go all in for next year and the next year for that and maximize Clay and Curry and Draymond, even as Clay comes back from an ACL and, and uh, Achilles injury? What do they do? And how do they do it? And who benefits from it? Who gets 7, 14, and Wiseman? This draft's going to be very fascinating. It will be. And it's a very deep draft. I mean, again, I have my big board is 30 players deep. And actually, you can grade out about 36, 7 players for first-round grades, in my opinion, where if they go in the first round, I would not be stunned at all. So, like, the draft itself, in terms of just the player movement, will be wacky because, like, I you can have guys overvalued and undervalued in this draft, especially. Uh, the trades will be wacky, and every team's going to try to trade up and move up and down. And then you also have the fact that draft night is typically a night where per, you know peripheral trades happen in the sense that they don't involve the draft whatsoever. Those trades don't. So like that opens up a whole other can of worms of interesting teams. The draft will be fascinating. June 20, uh, July 29th will be awesome. Cannot wait to watch it all with you guys. You're going to watch our live show on July 29th on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Be hosted in studio by John Corrales. I'll hop on there for all the Thunder picks and trades. 
as well. We'll talk to Sam Presti that night. We'll have all the fun stuff here on the Thunder Locked on Thunder podcast. It'll be great. So make sure you're staying locked in to Locked on Thunder. Tomorrow, we'll have an NBA draft profile and projection. Later on this week, we'll talk to Richard Salmon and have a very special interview with a possible Thunder draft pick coming up later on this week or next week. Make sure you stay tuned for that as well. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.